last year is over It wasn't all that good We're not to blame Next year could be much better But only if you listen to that's a shame haven't got content or much time to record despite not having real jobs but we will do the best that we can one way you can make sure that the show remains good is give the change in your hand it's patreon.com slash shame city. That's that then. Look for the bare necessities, simple bare necessities. Hello and welcome to 2018's That's a Shame. Back. You, you made it sound like we're only doing one. Oh, it's going to be a long episode. Strapping. We're back for episode 58. It's a 52 hour marathon. <laughs> we thought, you know, we're not great at scheduling. Get it all out of the way early. We're going to be sat here for the next two and 20% of a day. Something like that. It's going to be incredible. Nuts. It's going to be nuts. Uh, look, I'm Isaac. You knew that already. Probably, unless you're a new listener. Welcome. Happy New Year. And you, sitting across... Well, I'm Declan. I thought as much. Hopefully, they, all the people who knew that you were you, hopefully, also know that I am Do you think there me. are any people who have listened to the show that only know one of us <laughs> by name? Even both our like, names oh, yeah, are with on the Isaac arts. and... Um... <laughs> No, it's a blank. <laughs> Who is that other guy? I mean, he's funny, but I've just never bothered to check. This lands. Like it's on the art. I can't remember that well, dog. Here we are. We're back in our what has become our traditional recording setup. We've kind of eschewed that sideways format we once had, where we were facing like we were in some sort of space. Yeah, I, I got rid of that after one episode. <laughs> after I realised that all the bits where we were actually facing this way, inaudible. You can't hear. Yeah. Instead, you might be able to hear the sounds of Ragnarok happening outside <laughs> yeah. the window. So, sorry if nature itself is like shouting in the background of this podcast, but we can't do much about it, can we? We're we've got a lot of sway in this town yep. already, but I the contribute weather... almost nothing to emissions. So, global warming, which we can only assume this violent weather is a product of, has very little to do with me. No, my carbon footprint small. Like an ant. Like your real footprint. Yeah, pretty well, you know, average, I'd say. What about uh, Footprints, the poem by Jesus, where, (laughs) you remember, are you familiar with with the work? No, You do know it. What happens is there's a man on a beach. Right. Now, the reason I know this, I'll preface this with a nice fact, that my grandma, who was quite old when she had my mum, she was like maybe 40-something. Right. So she was... Getting on. My mum was the youngest child. 
Uh, she's still going. She's 92, just about hanging on, despite my uncle's best efforts to uh, ruin everyone's <laughs> lives. Attacked another family member with a knife the other day. Wow. Happy Christmas, uncle. Great. He's a mental case. Anyway, she, uh, from a very young age, she's very religious. She'd found this poem of this. Uh, it's a religious poem, as I will explain. But she'd got a framed version. And she, the poem's about death. She right. wrote a little thing on the back. And when I was about six, she gave it to me and said, when I'm gone, I want you to have this. And for the next, well, I guess 10 years of my life, I just expected her to be dying at any point. Because as soon as you say, if, if in a film, a character is given something with, when I die, I want you to have this. After I'm gone. Gone. Like next scene. This on. They're finished. And so she gave me like a Chekhov's poem print, which has since vanished. Nick has oh, probably robbed no. it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, she's lived on. What the poem is about, I'm surprised you don't know. I think you will. I probably There do. is a man walking on a beach. Right? Oh, is this and like it's, uh, two sets Yeah, that's the one. Because one every time there's hardship, it's like... <laughs> because this man Jesus. is starring in It Follows. <laughs> <laughs> every, he turns to Jesus and he says, like, you were walking with me all the time. But look, that was like my divorce. I don't think I'm extrapolating this from the poem. Yeah. That's my divorce. That's when I was laid <laughs> I was about off from work. Poetic, <laughs> and he says, but look, when all those hardships happened, there was only one set of footprints and Jesus is like, well, I was on your thing. back <laughs> making it more difficult. I, I was on holiday. I was at Butlins those days. That's why it was shit. See, it wasn't there to make <laughs> no, it better. He was of course carrying you, the reader of the poem. <gasps> And is that why, does he mention that the footprints were twice as deep? He doesn't directly mention, but I guess that was implied. Oh, I see. Maybe, in fact, Jesus, because he's kind of ethereal anyway. Was there like, before all of the hard times, was there a kind of like, clearly a bit of scuffing in the sand where Jesus was sort of like struggling to pick him up yeah, a bit? Yeah, there was a bit where he was like, there's a knee print. Like, come come here and he's, he's like, I don't really, I'm not into this. There's a bit and, where he was like, like one of his hard points was this massive amount of like comfort eating and Jesus yeah. was really like, oh! <laughs> Jesus, there's there's a there's a bit in my life when I was overeating where where there's just (laughs) one thick groove through the sand with some. Jesus turned to the man and said, "My son, that was when I carved a bobsleigh track." (laughs) Really lovely. Uh, Anyway, welcome to 2018. Why were you mentioning this poem? Uh, who knows? I mean, it's, <laughs> whatever so, reason, it was the so long has ago. escaped me. Oh, we were talking way. about effects, our influence, the weather, your carbon footprint. Oh, uh, yeah, there we go. I mean, it was a roundabout connection, <laughs> I'll be the first to admit. But here we are, the first episode of wow. the new year. Now, at That's a Shame, we're we, all about progress. We've never done a podcast that wasn't in 2017. That's mental. We've never done anything that spanned two years that wasn't something we'd signed up for, like a degree course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even then it was a push. Was, I was only actively involved yeah. for about Half seven weeks, I think. Term, yeah. A push. So a testament to our commitment, episode 58, um, and also a time for us to cast our gaze outwards to what this year, because we're recording this on... The second of January. There are happy so birthday many birthdays to my dad. Happy birthday! Doesn't listen anymore, but you John know, Delane. Happy birthday anyway. Yeah. Uh, thank you for your support when it <laughs> existed. <laughs> um, what better time to look forward? We're not saying we're going to change. We're not committing to any resolutions necessarily. No. For the show, I guess we could have some general ones like keep try going. Not, try not to record. <laughs> 10 minutes before the end of yes, Wednesdays. that's a good one, actually. We're going to try really hard because we uh, we felt bad about that episode that we missed. 
We didn't miss it. We just missed no, it. it. was it was a day. It late. was a day late. A day and a few hours late. And um, if we're honest, we we've had a few that were <laughs> technically yeah, the I mean, day after. Wednesday's not for a all state of, of mind. Not for all of you. For some of you, it was exactly. on time. I always think there are some people for whom it is still Wednesday, and they'll appreciate. Although th- there are some people like Professor Matt. For, oh, he's for been instance. getting on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> he's still on the old joke. schedule. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's going to be one of ours, is sticking to our schedule. Any others? Maybe we should do more outreach, try and grow. Yeah, we need to do community. more outreach. And possibly, and it's not something we're big on, but we've been e- talking about it even today. Yeah. A bit more planning. Pla- what, for the show? Yeah, well, for individual episodes, mm. because we do do a lot of last minute. I'm not yeah. saying that this one was, even though it was. But I'm just no, we planned that, for this. In a, we did. Yes, but it was last minute planning. Yeah. But it's better than no planning. It's definitely better than no planning. Yeah. We could have just launched in and it... The thing about that is... You'd have got a weirdly Halloween-themed <laughs> New Year's episode. <laughs> but I was thinking about that today. And like podcasts that I've enjoyed the most over the years, Ricky Gervais show, Russell Brand podcast. Whenever my favourite bits happen, they're always the bits that are like... The bits where Ricky is having a go at them because they're so off topic yeah and they don't no, no, have anything I, they're talking about I don't mean that we need to kind of come to we don't want to make it Melvin Bragg's in our time style no I don't, we don't want to like come along with uh, a, a kind of minute by minute plan no, what I mean sickening. is we should know at, at least maybe 12 hours in advance yeah. what the general thrust is going to be because I we still we good. still inevitably have tangents like Jesus's footprints yeah like, that's just who we are. Of course. But I feel like we should know, we should have some idea. That's fair. That seems fair of, to me. Of, of where we're going. Well, that's a good one. Put that down in our big 2018 book. That was the sound of it was being good. carved. You could have used a harp. Oh, well, I will have done. Yeah. <laughs> now. No, now. There it was. There was that time. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, I forgot and- that I don't actually have to pause for you. No, because editing because you all can just takes place after in. the fact. I'm not That's doing it live. One. one day, my dream is that we can do this all live with, with a soundboard. Sound That's going to take the I'll show. Be mashing the fuck. The thing is, as soon as we get a soundboard, button. the show is going to be so derailed. <laughs> it's going to be so based on the sound effects <laughs> that I'll be randomly pushing. <laughs> it's going to really lose any. We should have a soundboard that we've programmed to. Every time you use a sound effect, it changes the layout of the board. Oh, so that we never. Actually, know which sound effect, and then we just hope we could have a really somber story about like. And then I gazed into his eyes as the life flowed out of him for the last time. Yeah, and you press it, and it's like we will. (laughs) It's like that. The one good bit from that is it, Joe Joel Domit. I don't know what you are. He's a (laughs) stand-up comedian. Oh, I meant (laughs) he's a stand-up comedian, right? Do you mean Joe Lysett? No, I don't. Um, but um. He's in that same vein of white, reasonably tall, middle class stand-up comedian that British stand-up comedy seems to have devolved into. Mm. Um, But there's there's one good bit from a show of his that I've seen where he gives the audience member a button to press that you might have seen that's like a confetti cannon. And they get to press it whenever they want in the show. And they correctly choose immediately after the sentence my mother died last year <laughs> but it's i don't think it's fair for him to get credit for that joke no is it? i said it's, it's a not, good moment from his show. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i just don't think i mean he's set up a really good win condition which is 
If the audience is funnier than me, then I I win. And if they fuck it up, then I can rip into them with some probably pre-prepared lines about their mum or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite clever. That's quite shrewd. Mm. Maybe we should do something like that. Maybe we shouldn't then. (laughs) (laughs) But look. What have we done? Well, we sat down. I mean, we were already already sitting down. So that bit was incidental, (laughs) but we had at some point sat down. We discussed, we'd done some admin work for the show, which let me tell you is the first time that's ever happened (laughs) since we made it. And the last, I hope you know. (laughs) That it was uh, shipping off merchandise, mystery merch. How good is the mystery merch, though? It's fucking brilliant. It is genuinely so good. I arrived home for Christmas and it was the first thing that greeted me. I pushed my mother out of the way. <laughs> I saw that grey package. Her head staircase. smashed into a Get out, mother! I could Jesus see that poem. black and white dog on the stairs just peering at me <laughs> like he was through a letterbox of his own construction. Ripped it open and there it was. I sent you two videos of it on Facebook Messenger. So good. We're not going to say what it is but it will be available for general consumption, sale, on the soon-to-be-released, where soon means whatever you Any think it could. Uh, before Christmas. Yeah, merch store on shame.city. Keep an eye out on at That's a Shamecast for that. It will happen. Because we've got some other stuff. We've done, like, commentaries. We're going to launch some free ones. Commentaries. Commentaries. Singular. But, but maybe by the time we've we got release some, this episode, We've got some planned. Yeah. What? Oh, yes, we have. Yes, very good. I've got two that I want to do. Yeah, that'd be good. Okay, so keep an eye out for that. That will all be updated. Anyway, all of which is to say, sat down we were, not for this, but as part of this experience. And we looked at each other and we thought, 2018, what could happen? It's a big question mark. It's like one of those boxes that Mario headbutts. What could it be? A pink mushroom, a green mushroom, a flower. One of those orange ones that makes you really big. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant by pink, actually. They are red, aren't they? Yeah, I think I just had a weird TV when I used to play Mario. Uh, what else comes out of them? A frog suit, inexplicably. That was always a bit of a shit one to get. <laughs> Especially if you were in a land level, because then you're just like really good at bouncing, but you just bounce invariably down the big hole. <laughs> so that's a shame. A leaf that turns you into a raccoon. Never quite saw the connection between the leaf. Don't worry about it. Anyway, inside the question mark box of 2018... All sorts of things could and indeed will happen. And we have between us. We've come up with 10 each. That's 20 things. That's mad. That's too much content. I'm not putting this episode out. All right. <laughs> Stop <laughs> recording. Into an eight-parter. Stop recording. <laughs> well, you haven't even mentioned the absolute palaver we had with the last episode. Yeah, I mean, I mean it was a shame. It was all over the place. <laughs> I had to edit it on a computer that was older than time itself. Did my own singular ramblings come through uh yeah they did but i did cut them out yeah there was quite a lot that is fair yeah because at the end of that episode you won't know this because i edited it out i think i mean i haven't checked but i think you know neither am i um the computer i was recording on just it was all working except for the one button that stopped the recording and it hadn't said it had uploaded our files so we were like Hail Marying our way through. It. Like, <laughs> right, here we go. And then the computer just died. So I was like, oh, either it's there or it's not. And it turns out it was. Anyway, we've made 10 predictions each about the good ship 2018. Uh, they kind of, I don't know about yours, but mine very much span the full spectrum of what we can expect. There's politics, yep. there's food, yep. there's current affairs, yep. there's uh, social media, yep. there's art, there's culture, there's all sorts. Got, yeah, most and of I'm not saying that any of them are particularly likely some of them are kind of wishful some of them are just things that 
I think, you know, they might just happen at some point, so might as well put them in. But let's just dive in and see, because 2018, by all accounts, is going to be bleak. Like, everything I've read, economically, that's not going Very well. poor. What's uh, that? Geopolitics. Britain, Britain predicted to be the, the last of... The 32 OECD countries no. in terms of wage growth. What? Like Weird. Negative 0.7%. Good job all the rail's gone up by an average of 3.5%. My favourite thing is when something that's termed collectively as growth yeah. for your country and pretty much your country <laughs> alone is a negative percentage. <laughs> good luck. You're growing down. <laughs> growing down would be a good like gardening-based game show. It sounds also Picture. like a horrid podcast. Growing down. What about this phrase, glow up? Where do we stand on that? What, you're familiar with that? It? No. If someone's like, I've really, how would you tense this? I really glowed up this year. It's about growing into a more, Terrible. usually superficially Anyone beautiful version. Throw them in the sea. Straight in the sea. Straight. Glow up this one and just Straight boot them into the Atlantic. In the sea. Okay, that's fair. Uh, look. Do you want to start? Each. I would, because my first one is uh, serious-ish. Okay, go right. And here it is. 2018 predictions. Number one, Edward Snowden announces that he'll run for president in 2020. Libertarian ticket. It's a curveball. Oh, libertarian ticket. We know that that's his leaning. Yeah. Because of all those forum posts. Do you remember about all that that was unearthed? Where everyone was like, wow, what? Oh, no, he's got a lot of shit opinions. (laughs) (laughs) That was the collective mood of the internet. Did he David Mamet us? Yeah, he pretty much did. I David mean, Mamet, who wrote a play that is so deeply some of the most, <laughs> one of the most incredible artistic deconstructions of everything wrong with capitalism. Yeah, and then turned out to be a Tea Party <laughs> fanaticist. <laughs> it's such a shame that the Tea Party have such an eloquent and uh, furious companion in David Mamet as well. Yeah, I know. I don't feel like they deserve it. It's also weird because I, I mean, a bit like Edward Snowden in this case. They've had some weird positive side effects. Yeah. Like um, in states that had really big, like, oh, Tea Party followings, um, things like abortion law tend to be more liberal. Interesting. Because they're like, well, the state shouldn't decide about your body. And you're like, thanks, guys. And they're like, also, <laughs> Facebook should. Oh, it's so close. Oh dear. But yeah, I think maybe not Edward Snowden, but I think someone in that kind of, we've opened the door obviously to the celebrity president, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Dwayne, yeah, again, disappointing that he's be running as a Republican. I know. What could his platform be? He's just going to sing half the lyrics of your welcome. The words. (laughs) Imagine him it, doing the like pledge of whatever it is. The pledge of allegiance? No. The oath. The, the oath. oath of office or whatever yeah. it is. He would be all over the place. It'd be dreadful mm. to witness. Maybe uh I don't He'd know. He'd inadvertently become president of like Venezuela. <laughs> Get the country wrong. I think he would be a very dangerous president because he's so well liked and charismatic. Yeah. He could say anything yeah. and a lot of well meaning people mm. would just go along with it. Yeah. Because he was in the fast and the furious. He's in nearly all of them, I think. Yeah. There are so many of those now. Too well. many for me to even remember if he's a in single it. thing about them. <laughs> but yeah, I think something like that. Alternatively, I think our kind of ancillary prediction will be something like Julian Assange. I think he'll just turn into like wax this year. I think <laughs> he, we'll, he'll be discovered in a room just made out of Vaseline. He'll have turned into a big slug. It, it will, yeah, something's going something on. His weird. whole Twitter went. 
wasn't it? Yeah, and also wasn't that thing about no one's seen him in public for quite a long time? I mean, yeah. obviously, he's locked in an embassy for yeah. probably being a sex offender. Almost certainly. Being. Yeah. You don't have yourself locked in a foreign embassy for not being a sex yeah, offender. Yeah, I guess not. Um, but there was a thing like no one had heard from his official because of this is going to get boring quickly. But anyway, there are like special hashes that people yeah. use to identify themselves or files and things. And apparently his one is not updated in a long time. So maybe like David Miscavige's definitely dead slash imprisoned by <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard's ghost wife, Thetan He's been, he's wife. been imprisoned by that guy who plays him in the Louis Theroux that documentary. <laughs> May I just say, if I could get anyone on the podcast, it would be him. Oh, we've got an announcement about that. He might be having... Pending a, a similarly small criminal investigation <laughs> by me. Should we tease this now? This could be a 1B prediction. Oh. I've arranged with a prolific, and I mean... Like he is, he the is face a face of the flat Earth group, flat Earth to come on the podcast. He was keen, may I say. Good night, Mister Chips. Yeah, we've. Uh, he seems to have forgotten the fact that we've just roundly attacked him in the past. Yep. Uh, or maybe he's just that bigger guy and he's willing to put the academic debate. So, guys, here's the thing: we're going to ask maybe you guys to send in some questions yeah, oh, absolutely. if you have them. But if at least one of you could make sure that one of your questions is about why his wife left him. <laughs> That would be, frankly, incredible. I mean, we're not saying definitely, but, you know, read between the lines. Because <laughs> yeah. we will ask anything you email. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great defence for us. Like, look, we, we didn't we, ask it, Wayne. It was just what was in the inbox. Yeah. And what am I going to do? Not read Noah's email? We have a duty to these listeners. Exactly. They've made us who we are, in some sense. So how do you feel about that? Um, almost certainly. There'll be another celebrity running. Yeah. I don't know if they will... I doubt they'll have the same success. I would hope not. But um, if they do, then that's the end of politics, politics as yeah. a concept. Yeah. Like democracy is now for over, us. just over. Because it's almost there. Like we're at or very, very point. close. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I feel like Edward Snowden. He's not done anything big in a while. I think this yeah. has to be. There has to be a certain about, ego attached um, to the whistleblower. What about? Okay, well then, what about the idea of a different curveball that running against him? Yep. Chelsea Manning. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be class. The debates. He'd do hit Edward Snowden coming live from Skype, Russia, from some like dingy prison with shadowy figures in the background. Chelsea Manning from like near a prison at best. <laughs> that'd be amazing. It'd be, I'd watch that. All over the place. Yeah. I'd watch it on catch up. I'd I wonder who Ezra Klein would say completely dismantled. <laughs> The opposition. Hillary Clinton somehow. <laughs> the real winner here. Dreadful. Uh, give me your first prediction. Okay. My first prediction is one that I mentioned in our group chat the other day. Oh, yeah. But I, I think that this year's crime will be arson. Now expand on that. What was the crime of 2017? Crime of 2017 was Abusing assault women. on women. Yeah. Um, you think that's gone now? <laughs> people, we move on from all sorts of things. Remember Grenfell? God, no God. one else does. Everyone's forgotten about yeah. that. Despite it being still there. Yep. Sadiq can't put out day. one poster about the fact that the London doesn't turn its back on homeless anymore. That's fixed then. Isn't it mad that the London Zoo fire was in the news for about a week? And Grenfell Tower, <laughs> you can see it from like 10% of London. A great big and charred just... monument to failure of society. That's horrid. It's just not okay. No. So what I'm saying is that by that rule, yeah. uh, you know, we'll have forgotten about that. 
Oh, yeah, I expect so. Um, within a month Quick or so. Too. But I reckon that, you know, I, I think that we've got the first... For another, something to take. We've got the first the for comeuppance. Mm-hmm. And I think that the arsonists, they've been getting away with it for too long. You don't hear a lot about arson. but And yet there's lots of fires. Yeah. And what they say is no smoke without arson. No. No, and no, I, no smoke I, I just, I really think that it wouldn't surprise me at all to find out that there was a specifically celebrity-based culture of insurance fraud arson. Like the Cutty Sark. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I was very near the Cutty Sark that night. God, you could have been an absolute statistic. I, I could be either burnt or I could make a lot of money on like blackmailing the assets <laughs> of that definite insurance scam. Yeah, so uh, I reckon that that's what we got. This, I mean, we've had so many wildfires, they can't all be accidents. I do think this about fire because, yeah, the, it's like the Dr. Harold Shipman thing. Did you see, for those who don't know, Harold Shipman was a NHS doctor who was a serial killer. He very was just much, very in, much killing injecting patients with death. Them. But there was a news story the other this day. Guy, this is horror. <coughs> Harold Shipman was a great doctor, maintains... What was it? The the uh, spouse of one of his victims? Oh, I was thinking of a different story, but... What's your one? Really? About the doctor who is putting his initials on people's oh, organs. Oh, God! The guy branding people's kidneys. Or yeah, livers, his livers, I think it was, with yeah. his initials. That's mental, isn't it? That's just not... Worth. That is like a car... That's like a cartoon of the mad... Of villainy. Right wing like caricature of what the liberal loony left do to like <laughs> celebrate their own ego they're writing their names on livers <laughs> it's like academics have gone mad it's it it was a shame but what's this about someone was saying he yeah. was a good doctor let me just google to check i didn't dream this harold chipman news <laughs> That's on a list. he's back <laughs> with a vengeance He's going to be big in 2018. It doesn't mean a lot to be back with a vengeance if you're a serial killer, does it? No. What what, what possible? Good what doctor. could you do that's worse? Uh, yeah, Harold Chipman was a good doctor, says Victim's son. I mean, he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> by any, try and see by any objective measure. Listen he, to this he quote. He not. Mr. Shelmerdine said, quote, It's an odd situation that he killed my father. And that I still think he was a good doctor. The two don't seem reconcilable. They're not. I can't explain the attitude I have. I mean, logic says you should hate the man, but I don't know. My favourite sort of (laughs) quote is someone explaining how they know they're wrong, but they're sticking with it nonetheless. Like, it's a particular sort of wrongness. Yeah. Where you're like, look, I I understand your objections. I even believe all of them. them. (laughs) But... And yet, here (laughs) Here I am. Would you believe it? Out I'm on a sticking with it, of my none own stupidity. the less. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so arson, I can believe it because like what I was going to say is that I've always suspected that happens quite a lot. Yeah. And indeed, you could get away with that quite a lot. Yeah. It's such a position of trust and such an under-budgeted, understaffed organisation. Most medicine is that you could easily get away with just offing every 20th patient or something. I assume. Yeah. Arson, similarly, like it seems like a very easy one to do. I've never yeah. tried, and I indeed no. I won't be. But I can't imagine if I predicted it and then you were it. <laughs> it was you. It's the poster boy for arson. Okay, here's my second one: the Han Solo film, which I believe comes out in May or June, right. or something like that. Retcons the fact that all of the Star Wars take place inside a snow globe on George Lucas's mantelpiece. Brackets bonus. 
Disney to announce a Star Wars musical. Oh, so there's two things to think that's about. That's really interesting because my second point is musical based. Really, as well. weird. Yeah. I think it's time. Hamilton's going to make so much money because it opened here. Mine's Hamilton last based month. as well. Goodness, I'm just on the board. Today. <laughs> Let me tell you. I think the time is ripe. Disney are just experimenting. They've with the Last Jedi. They're taking it in a new direction. Kind of a small finger up at the fans who are like stuck to the old idea of what Star Wars meant. I think a musical. Why not? And Go I think something it. mental has to happen in the Han Solo film because otherwise, like, why, why is anyone watching it? Yeah, like, why exist as a concept? And I also think George Lucas, who always reminds me of a big turtle for some reason a big turtle man furry turtle yeah sure why not um i think he's crying out for some attention because i know he's got all the merchandising money from that clever deal Uh, yes he's obscenely rich but i think he hasn't been in the public eye for a while he wants to stick his oar in where better than as the kind of architect the canon architect of that entire universe jay the second most profitable film franchise for its merchandise the second after Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars is first. Um, I mean, logically, I would guess Harry Potter. Nope. Uh, Toy Story. Nope. Mm, give me a clue. You were closer with Toy Story. Okay. So, oh, Cars. Cars. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? It's their worst performing franchise critically, critically, and in terms of like movie sales. Yeah. But it they do it because they make. An obscene. I guess that's because it's easier it's to be- sell a car toy than well, a yeah, motion. Like it's, up it's just, out. it's just, um, well, like people who've never seen the films, it's just cars with faces. Like yeah. that's what it's got on the, and the branding, like the name is cars. Yeah. It's like, it's called something really it's weird. Generic. It's not called like McQueen's speed farce, <laughs> which is what I would call weird, it. it? <laughs> title of my review. McQueen's speed farce. So they make an absolute fortune off of it. What about Spid? Where do you think he rates in the merchandise? I mean, we need to see if we can link some Spid. Okay, the, so the guys, need to know. if you're on the Amazon Prime hype, go straight over to the Amazon Prime video streaming, search for the word Spid. It's literally an offensive term. Yeah, and yet they've used it for <laughs> one of the most lazily constructed... <laughs> excuses for children's television you have ever come across it's a red car yeah who's lightning mcqueen but without any of the branding yeah he like um, definitely lit- as in literally for. it's just a model like um, in gary's mod or something and he is races against a blue, a blue vehicle oh yeah or a yellow vehicle could yep. be a snowmobile could be a speed racer a pod racer like literally, literally ripped off, um against any of these things and in every single race Yep. The blue one crashes. Yep. He races the yellow one. And then overtakes it for the no last reason. minute. For no reason. Yeah. Not for any like skillful Every driving. single episode. And, and the... you can know that because we watched them all. <laughs> we sat there. <laughs> we did there. that for you. We did our research. What about the episode, the first one we saw, which was the pod racing one? Where, where... he has a boost. Yeah, they make a really big deal. There's the first like <laughs> act of the episode. They're only about eight minutes. The first act is that he goes to the mechanic who is a hideous Rayman-esque <laughs> faceless mannequin of a man whose arms and legs aren't attached and appears to be floating and he like does him up to suit the terrain which is some poorly CGI'd like looks like it's come from a different animation property and then just been shoved in yeah, by mistake of like a kind of Arizona desert it does slash look like exactly the 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 
the environment yeah, for the pod yeah. racing. It's like uh, kind of that robot that wrote the Harry Potter and what looked like a giant pile of ash portrait. Yeah. It's like the stupid first version of that made this animation. So that mechanic deals with speed and adds like boost. No, he adds like the engines that make him fly and yeah. stuff. He puts a big engine into his bonnet without ever lifting it up. It just sort of Falls smashes through. into his head. Very uncomfortable to watch. But they, they make a big deal out of going... Now, he now has speed. don't forget the turbo boost. you got boost. a great big turbo boost there for Use a huge burst of moment. speed. Yeah. And we're like, oh, can't wait to see that happen. And he never, never does. uses it. <laughs> the idiot. And yet somehow still manages to outmaneuver a patently better driver. Yeah. It's dreadful. They've got a lot to answer for. I'm predicting that Spid's going to have a big comeback. <laughs> Spid the musical. You heard it here first. So you think that we're going hard on the Han Solo movie. I think the Han Solo be... movie is going to be weird. George Lucas is going to do something odd because he's just been forgotten about. Give me your second prediction. My second prediction, again, like I say, Hamilton slash uh, musical related, yep. is Lin-Manuel Miranda oversteps the mark by trying to write a pro-austerity musical. <laughs> that would be so funny. Originally, in another kind of like weird link to what we've been talking about, it was going to be pro-Grenfell musical. But I don't, even I don't think that he could be that. I think, no, but I think he'd try and write an anti-one, but it would be so heavy-handed. Like, he'd have a song that was oh, from the you perspective mean like of the Hamilton. fire. <laughs> yeah. He'd have a song that was about, like, all the burning he did. And everyone would be like, Lynn. Stop he it. cast himself as the fire. Yeah, as the tower. <laughs> that would be atrocious. I can see it happening. Yeah. I think Lin-Manuel is on a knife edge as it is. Like, whatever his next project is, won't live up to the hype, obviously. But I think also he'll be trying to push so many boundaries and be, like, even more political. And he'll start casting, like, robots to play Muhammad and things like that. And that'll be, be like, yeah. that's nuts. Get out <laughs> of our popular consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's way But I time. think, yeah, like, I went with pro-austerity. Like, he, like him thinking he's he's going to, like, going to be edgy. Yeah. And all of his interviews would be like, well, I'm not, I, I like, obviously I'm anti I thought it was a good thought experiment to, like, show what their thinking yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and and he writes it, but actually it just convinces a lot of people <laughs> because they're all sheep. Yeah. And so, uh, and then he has like the backlash from the actual left being like, well, you're an idiot. <laughs> this is <laughs> a what, an, like, what an abuse mm, of power. This is the reason that Greg, my old housemate and I aborted our uh, kind of conceptive oh, efforts for a Thatcher Margaret Thatcher musical. musical. And who did we find out was also writing a Margaret Thatcher musical at was the same it, time? Possibly Freddie. Yes. I think or it might have been, been oh, or was it Dan and Blocky? Yes. Yes, it was them. Yeah. But we were, we had like numbers <laughs> in mind. The, I love the, 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 the four friends who mentioned a Greg, Freddie, Dangen, Blocky. <laughs> it's <laughs> like a West Side like Story a, game. Weird, hey, yeah, Blocky. If, if Enid Blyton wrote West Side Story. <laughs> Jolly Japes, Blocky, said Greg, <laughs> clutching his Margaret Thatcher musical merch. Watch out, I'll save you, said Dan. <laughs> but yeah, we were we had this whole idea about Arthur Scargill. It was going to be like, ob, like so pro-Thatcher that it was obviously satirising it. And Arthur Scargill was going to be played by like just a shadow. <laughs> but like a really aggressively dancing shadow that led all the miners like to be a big... bear in the big blue house. No, I never found that to be an aggressive shadow, did I you? I thought she was... Quite, mischievous. Mm. Mischievous, sure. Angry. Some real 
like well but that's just because Bear was such a chilled out guy by contrast and also definitely killed her I mean, that much absolutely. is clear as day that's why the moon kept leaving quick smart at the end before the I'm police not dealing arrived with this. goodbye <laughs> good luck yeah so we never did that because we thought what if people misread it and I couldn't live with myself yeah so despite all of our great like March of the Miners pieces that were going to be very kind of just furious brass I think <laughs> it's a project that we had to put to bed rightfully yeah okay my next prediction number three the next series of Better Call Saul features a cameo from Brian Cranston but he's in his role from Malcolm in the Middle oh I like that because they know we're expecting it and they're one step ahead Stuart Lee gave the series five stars so well correct they're not going to keep him simply incredible piece of television it was extremely good but I just think that they that I think they've already confirmed that Brian Cranston will be in it at some point but I think it would be too obvious and just like, what's it going to add if he's just what? I think that I don't think he'll come back as his character from, uh, from Malcolm in the middle. I think that he'll come back first of all, just in the background. Mm. I reckon they'll have one season where he's in the background of every other scene. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like just getting doing closer something. and further away. Yeah. <laughs> like, and we're always like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh no, no, no. And then he'll come back. And it's going to be a bit of a controversy because he'll, he'll come back browned up like as Tuco or something. Interesting. So they'll be, yeah, okay. Because he's kind of had too much of a, a his looming shadow over the yeah. series needs to be cut. What if he comes back as a twin brother that was never mentioned oh, in Breaking Bad? That'd be cool. Or what if he comes back as, you know, the bit in Ocean's 12 where Julia Roberts plays, plays herself? Yeah, what if he comes yeah. back as a Brian Cranston lookalike? But in universe, Brian Cranston just happens to look like Walter White. What if actually it's that he's in it as Brian Cranston? Yeah. Being interviewed on the television about the show Breaking Bad. And they're like, and it of turns course out you like happen to look at universe. That'd be interesting. Madness. And then it all pans out and it's in George Lucas's, Lucas's snow, snow globe. globe. God, we're on the ball, on the money. Give me number three. Number three. Benidorm wins European City of Culture. No. <laughs> I'm You're <out>. number four. <laughs> I mean, the whole City of Culture thing. Well, is this a is bit the point, a, though, like, because on the list already, we've got Hull. Mm-hmm. Now, look, to its credit, good theatre scene in Hull. Yeah. But That's about it. Having been there recently, yeah. that they is They keep it. it hidden from you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think that they would probably do it in a kind of last ditch attempt to give it some sort of dignity. I guess they could to try and like up its market value yeah, as a place. Exactly. Do you think? Because it's been, and let's not beat around the bush, spoiled by <laughs> white people from London. Yeah. Going over and doing it has been turned into all over it. Or that dreadful ITV supposed sitcom. What? Benidorm. Oh, of course, yeah. That's the one. You know, remember the name? Yeah, weird. (laughs) Benidorm's the name. Benidorm's the game. (laughs) Number four, sushi will crash. Oh! I think it's had its day. You think that's it? It's a fad. It's a fad that has a shelf life. Yeah. Yo Sushi. I haven't seen one for months. Shell life. No. It's exactly (laughs) things like that that are going to give it a second (laughs) one. Imagine if that's how Yo Sushi branded it and that was just... Yeah, (laughs) people were like, I'm never going, regardless of all the conveyor about fun. But I think there are other things here's, now. Here's something 
um, I've been thinking about mm. in a kind of like Black Mirror-esque way. Um, what if people, anyone involved in these predictions heard about them and they became true because yeah, they yeah. were trying not yeah, I like to that. fulfill I them. Like that, that like trope. Someone like, I don't know, Shy Yeti yeah. tags Yo Sushi yeah. and being like, listen to this. And you boldly saying, that's it, it's had its day. Mm. And they like really try and push it. And then everyone goes, well, actually, your fishing is ruining the environment. Yeah. Everyone boycott Yo Sushi. And then that's it. That'd be great. I'd feel such a surge of power <laughs> that I'd be straight off this show and straight on to like prime such time television. Such a surge of power that just because I've finished my drink, you've taken over the coast oh, yeah. of space. <laughs> Bloody hell, that's it just flowing through me already. Goodness. No, yeah. I, I think that you could be right. I think it... You it's know, already on the I think maybe if, if not sushi, then something. Because with the rise of like, like vegetarianism yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like Nando's. Yeah. That's, that, soon that'll be gone because yeah. like the crowd who are like the, you know, cheeky Nando's. Yeah. We've all collectively realised that we hate them. They're fading out. Yeah. Coming in, like you say, it's the hipster veggie crowd. Yeah. And so at some point... Oh my God, I can only eat the mashed potato and only if I ask for it to be specially squoze. (laughs) Squoze. (laughs) No, I think you're right. Yeah. So if not Yosushi, then one of those trends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just not the kebab. Oh, no, that's going to last a lifetime. That would be gay. Over Christmas, I had several either family members or friends of family members tell me the following conspiracy, which is that there are loads of Turks laundering money in this country. Really? Is that a known conspiracy? Right, so here's the conspiracy. It's based on the fact that there's a second Turkish restaurant opening in Rayleigh. <laughs> oh, well, Mostly. there you go. But the idea was, it was one of these ones that's founded on strange xenophobic scepticism, yeah. I think in part, and also on a kind of like vaguely political note, being that, We've got two Turkish restaurants opening in Rayleigh. Yeah. You've got Turkish restaurants opening everywhere. Therefore. Oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> they're not part of the EU. Uh, how are they so they're not. It? So they're not like here through the kind of like free movement, yeah. freedom to work. So they must be here for another reason. Mm. That reason is to launder money. <laughs> oh, right. I see. I mean, when you put it that way, it's just a natural progression. <laughs> That's a so, what specific thought. Pattern. So, like a prediction from outside the show being all of your extended family are arrested for anti-Turkish <laughs> hate crime. No, no, no. <laughs> but more that Turkey, they're going to make it big this year. It's a big year for Turkey. They're on the rise. Yeah. Okay, I'll Could keep be. my eye to the east. Erdogan, he's got his eye on South Essex. It's going to take over. Um, my number four. Was it that we're on now? Yeah, yeah. Is um. Some alt-right debt lev, brackets, <laughs> probably Paul Joseph Watson, will start hashtag me three. Oh, that's a good one. That's very likely. I would hitch my horse to that one. <laughs> Is that an expression? Hitch my wagon? Hitch my wagon. Yeah. Tie my horse. Hitch I'd my tie wagon. my wagon. Tie my horse. <laughs> All of it. Beat me sideways. <laughs> Fuck me thrice. I think that's, uh, yes, because they can't stand it, of course. No. These women folk coming over here, stealing our uteruses and our sperms. Oh, it's just accusations. Where's the proof? This 
court of monkeys. That's a phrase that I saw on Twitter. The court, court of, of monkeys. monkeys. It's just, just in their the blood. They're like court. It's just monkeys, isn't it? It's such a helpless approach to like. Oh, I'm so angry, but all I can think of is this one simple simile. <laughs> this court of idiot debt They're believing people. Where's the evidence? I say. Jimmy Savile. There's no photos Some of him people, fucking no one. Some people have said the same about our brain pills. But to <laughs> those people, I say, take brain force. <laughs> I do, and I'm fucking great. <laughs> I've got this map that only I can read because of brain force. <laughs> A pill that science can't even understand. It's like quantum physics. It's mad. <laughs> yeah, I think that's very likely, actually. Yeah. The co-option... Because they like to do that because, yeah. like we talked about before, there's this tendency of the alt-right to think that things they do affect people a lot more, more, more profoundly yeah. than they actually do. So I think they'd think, I know how to get them. We'll get them when it hurts. Also, they, hashtag. also they have no imagination. It is mostly based on theft. Yeah. Because it's it's either theft or it's based on this kind of one narrative they have about either A, Muslims, or B, the deep state yeah. oh, the, is out the to deep get state, them. Yeah. It's what's after Alex Jones. It's going to, well, I mean, I think it's kind of got him already. I think it's tendrils are there. Yeah. We all saw that. Making him say all those things that he said throughout the entirety of his <sighs> public mad, career. Isn't it? Yeah, that's the power of the deep state there. We've got to be careful. Okay. Like, what precautions are you going to take this year? I don't know. I've given, I'm giving up this podcast just in I'm case. I'm going to start wearing metal earmuffs so they can't <laughs> creepy little so hooks can't make in. you hear anything <laughs> <laughs> that'll show them yeah I think that's a very good one when, we're coming up to the halfway point my number five is on a similar note to four KFC will make an embarrassing concession towards the rising trend of vegetarian vegetarianism Zorro Edgerstarianism brackets i.e. beetroot bucket I think it's the kind of thing oh, like a misguided good. like they'll do it as a They'll try and have their cake and eat it too by being like, oh, here we go, lads. We're giving them one I here. think it's going to be leeks, but with their seven herbs and spices. Yeah, well, the it. seven herbs. And I think Colonel Sanders will appear. I think the advert would be like knowingly confrontational to the idea. Yeah. Like they'd, it'd probably be, I don't Wait, know. Wait, you're going to KFC? You're not having yeah. chicken? Yeah, and then Colonel Sanders' ghost would fly up out of a cabbage patch. And be like, well, Woo! don't worry about it, boys. <laughs> Think of the environment. Even I eat vegetables. <laughs> and look at me. I like to beat root or a celery stick in my day. <laughs> yeah, I think there's going to be some heavy-handed, like yeah. loads of old people in a room brainstorming an ad campaign that definitely. will go awry and be roundly mocked. Yeah, no, I think that that's a... Uh, and they'll just sweep it under the rug. That's rock. a solid prediction because mcdonald's has got this mcvegan thing yeah um Uh, their veggie burger does well apparently it's quite nice well you know it's all right it's just they i've tried it once now no twice maybe and their their kind of concession to the lack of stuff in it is they thought this probably looks a bit flat as a burger why not fill it with half of a cucumber so they just shove it like (laughs) barely chopped it's like eating through like a big cucumber really Quite <laughs> it's like eating a whole cucumber yeah. they've just not really made much of an attempt to disguise it within the burger that is a shame they've tried and they're continuing boldly onwards with the filetto fish that's a great despite square the joke <laughs> i i i think that that you know and maybe this is just my family talking through me but mm. i i think the filetto fish must be some sort of cover for crime 
because no one's eating it voluntarily. No one. Is I had to have one the other day. N- like I say, no one, <laughs> no one is eating. It was it. a service station. No. They'd run out of all the vegetable ones. No one is eating it. Yeah, not it's often. still on the menu as prominently as all the others. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know why they're not ashamed of it more. Yeah, like there must be because if you really like, you would just discontinue it. Yeah, because people, there are people who are like connoisseurs of of the fish world and seafood and things like that who might want that burger. Pescatarians might like be like, yeah, I'd love Fuck a them. fish burger, and they try and they'd be like, but this is just two different squares. You've given me <laughs> a square bit of fish where there's no like. You know, of no discernible species. You can't tell what it used to be. And then the cheese is just a square on top of it. And a sad little spat on dollop of something that bears no thought. I'm actually thinking of this year starting a campaign Uh called the Campaign for Real Tartar Sauce. Okay. Because tartar sauce is my favourite of all the sauces. Love Mm, it to bits. Incorrect. Think it's great. It's no ketchup. Look, it's not as broadly applicable. No, but it's, I think, it's a niche sauce. But I think better. It's a specialist choice. Right. And so, but it is a sauce that people think they can get away with calling anything yeah, tartar like sauce. like mayonnaise. That just if it's mayonnaise that someone's dropped some coriander That's on, a joke. And they're like, well, no, here it is. Not having that. Have, you, have a go. No. So, yeah. No, but I, I, th- I think definitely yeah, the, the veggie some KFC option. It's the time for that kind of embarrassment mm. faux pas to take place. Yeah. Tis the season. So, number five. Number five. John Darkins dies for a third time. <laughs> okay. Talk me through it. How's it going to happen? Well, he's died once. Yeah. Our second episode, if we recall, yeah. was who killed John Darkins. It was the mystery of, of the season. Mm. But then, in a real twist. <sighs> like Lazarus before him. He came back. Yeah. That was big, actually. I don't think the Christian weirdly, church made enough about that. Weirdly, he'd come back prior to us announcing his first death. But, you know, that's a trivial detail in this grand scheme. But then he's gone again. Yeah. Died a third time. I feel like this is the year that he dies for real. Oh, really? Assuming that he's just forgotten his password again. Yeah. Um, And it's in the news. Oh, you think so? Do you think think it's it's that his death is newsworthy inherently? No, I think he does something newsworthy. Like he goes to get Ed Millerbond or whatever he called him. Nick. He he turns up to protest Nick Glegg's knighthood. Nick Glegg's knighthood, yeah. That would be amazing. Garbage! (laughs) Before he turns the gun on himself. I reckon he's going to try and do an expose on Alex Salmon's (laughs) RT show. Oh, dear. Um, But yeah, I feel like he's... You know, he's been quiet for a good year now. A time is ripe. Because every day that he doesn't do something... Just means it's more likely more that the things. next day I'll do something even more exactly. terrifying, <laughs> even more awesome in the literal sense. Yeah. My number six is Evan Spiegel, who is the CEO of Snapchat, is going to do something that makes just evidently clear that he is a latent supervillain. This is on the back of their New Year's party. Have you heard about this? No. Go, so go, he go, spent go. $4 million of his own money on hiring out what I believe is a stadium venue for it or at least a big like convention center and snapchat you know what it is it's all about sharing information quick bites of like and parties especially it's like look my life's so much tracking fun. your boyfriend that's the one 
what he did, what Snapchat did, was put a big location block over the site of their New Year's Eve party so that any Snapchats that tried to go out were not ever sent without notifying the people. I think they did announce their employees like, oh, don't Snapchat the party. But some of them tried and found like a mysterious failure of them to send, which I think is just proof that he's like the new Dr. Well, Octopus. What, literally, what was he doing? It's weird, isn't it? It's Creepy. like, I, it, because it feels like he knows that he, there was a chance he, someone he knew, mm. part of his team, would be caught in the background doing... Turning into spiders. Doing nefarious acts. Yeah. yeah, I think so. It's, I just think the power to be able to deny outward communication like that is, is so horrible. terrifying. What... What do you think it is that he will do? What sort of thing are we thinking? I'm thinking he does that, but for... For a country. Or for like a certain political group of people. He's like, suddenly, if you've ever looked at a picture of Obama, you can't use Snapchat for it today. <laughs> or he'll like stifle some sort of world event. That would be quite interesting. What about um, if he... What if he refused any Snapchats from the arson sites that you mentioned? <sighs> we noticed that there's like a one-to-one... Correlation yeah. between no Snapchat and lots of arson. <laughs> Curiously if, few chats of this. What arson. if he threatens it um, based on the result of a particular election? Like yeah, 2018, we've got like, is it by-elections in the US that they have? Like, or like midterms? Yeah, midterms, midterm yeah. elections. Not by-elections, midterm elections. That he like, in a particular state, he's like, if Roy Moore doesn't win, Alabama doesn't have Snapchat anymore. Ever again. Yeah. That'd be cool. No, that'd be terrifying. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, it's a weird power. It's like a very supervillain. It's very to yeah to, to like to have blacked out a, a yeah. particular event, really a location. Mm, no, that is quite horrible. Mine's my number six is quite similar. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is Bitcoin becomes sentient and surprises nobody with its overt racism. <laughs> is it going to love the free market too much? It's, well, it's going to love the free market. Yeah. Like. Like no That's its whole job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it will start to, to communicate and it will be extraordinarily racist. Mm, that's interesting. I've got, I learned something about this today that's really okay. interesting. So my friend Jacob, who I went to see the disaster artist mm-hmm. with today, and we had a drink. Good you made film. it sound like that was the first thing you've done as friends. It's weird. Yeah, we just met. <laughs> that's how you identify him. I was just wandering around the cinema looking for someone to sit next to. No, he works for, uh, I won't say which, but a company in the UK that does like mapping basically and his job seems to be do whatever you want to do with like data to just make like experiments and see if they'll ever be of any use so it's a pretty cool job like coding little projects and things to see if they'll be useful and the first thing he did have you ever seen i'm sure you have because i must have talked about it with you before there's a mitchell and webb sketch called cheeseoid the premise of which is that david mitchell or I can't remember. Yeah, no, David Mitchell is an amazing soup chef. He makes the best soup ever. He gets punched on the nose and can no longer smell ingredients. Right. So he makes a robot to identify stuff for him, basically. But the only things that it can do is tell the difference between cheese and what it calls petrol, which is petrol. (laughs) And so he made a robot, a software bot, to identify of any image is this thing more like cheese or more like petrol? And it would spit out, the output would be cheese or petrol, which is what the robot does. Um, To do that and to do any of these things where you feed in image data, which is obviously like 
the future of like computer yeah. vision is what the next big frontier yeah. for AI, like the Amazon shops and stuff like that. And Google's capture program, all of those things feeding that database to do that. One of the ways is there's a site called, I think it's ImageNet or something. And it's just a database of like tons of image data broken down by various software algorithms into like maddeningly specific categories. The example he gave was that if you, one of the categories is, frustrated mathematicians and it will tell you like the images it thinks most look like that one of the things it's done as a reflection because this is such an interesting philosophical idea about how we're making robots and algorithms to reflect society even if we don't want them to one of the things that has happened as a byproduct is that its class for criminal is predominantly black males because the wow. most pictures, like from newspaper websites, from like yeah, forums, Google searches yeah, at all, are yeah. of black males. And so robots are going to be racist if we follow that well, through. The singularity is right. going to destroy us all. So yeah, you were. <laughs> so Bitcoin, Bitcoin, why wouldn't it be racist? Well, yeah, well, I mean, the, the free market is, so yeah. why wouldn't it be? Mm. That was a depressing one. Wow. Happy New Year. What have you got next? <coughs> We're all going to die in a big disease. Donald Trump will eat a live animal and tweet about it. I think he's going to swallow yep, a mouse, Agreed. something like that. Should we move on? Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, it's definitely, it's definitely it. true. Yeah, I think it's just the kind of like machismo. Ozzy Osbourne did it. Mm. And he's less mad than Very Donald much. Trump. Yeah. My number, uh, what is this, six now? Seven. Seven. My number seven is uh, <clears throat> the East India Company is coming back in a big way. Oh, wow. <laughs> what are they going to do? I don't know. But like I say, I watched I some of the Pirates of the Caribbean mm. films. Well, they have the East India Trading, Trading Company. Company yeah. And the East India Company was was it for a yeah. while. Like, they were it. They had it also, didn't they? Yeah. It being world trade. And imperialism. That's the one. Uh, I think it was... I was looking up the other day, having watched one of the films, that I think it's like at some point in the 19th century, mm. at the height of kind of British imperialism in India, they the East India Company had a private army of 260,000 people. Disgusting. <laughs> a company, That's not fair. a trading company, had its own army. That's mad. What is Jack Sparrow going to do against I that? just don't think that... That's gone away. That's gone away. I think it's just underground. It's like the Masons. Like, yeah, like the plot to Assassin's Creed, which is just more confusing than every game. Have you seen the Assassin's Creed film? No. That's one we should do an audio commentary okay. on. It is actually the worst film I've ever seen. Similarly, we should do one on Wanted. Wanted? The, the is James that when we McAvoy bend bending around? bullets one. Okay. Because okay. The, the plot of that is similar as well in that <laughs> an ancient... What, an ancient what? An ancient society... Of weavers. <laughs> the, what? Yeah, the, an, In the literal an, sense. Literally, an ancient society of weavers discovered a code. How? In in fabric. In in the fabric. Of what partic- fabric? Of a particular machine that was Stop. weaving fabric, which was binary, and it spelled out people's names, and they went, we've got to kill them. <laughs> what? That's the whole That's plot. Mad. That's genuinely the plot. So there's a bit... Where like Morgan Freeman just shows James McAvoy around this room. He's like, this is the machine. Here's the code. You will never come back in this room. Uh, anyone 
where I bring a bit of fabric and it has their name on it. You've got to kill them. Don't ask why. That is that well, is that that's is it. total. That's just so mad. That sounds it, like someone was taking the piss. Yeah. Do you it, think sometimes if you're an established screenwriter, you just write a logline and just see what people do? Because if you'd written like Arrival and he's written something else really good, that guy, and then you came out with like ancient society of weavers discovers that <laughs> binary inside cloth suggests death targets people be like wow that's gonna be great god this is like martin mcdonough we'll get, stuff we'll get morgan freeman on the line three weavers outside of somewhere <laughs> wisconsin somewhere in the past somewhere creepy why not get a load of mothmen in really spice things up but yeah i think that that sort of thing it doesn't go away i, I think that's that someone will fair. just go yeah here we are what if like mark zuckerberg went Oh yeah, yeah, by the way. We're funded by the East (laughs) India Company. Facebook's an anagram of Romeo G. East (laughs) India Trading Company, (laughs) Junior. Okay, how about this for you? This is quite similar to what you were saying. Okay. All I've said is robot politicians slash Jafar-esque advisors. I think we're going to see the first campaign run by a robot. That's really interesting. Shall I have my number eight alongside us? Because it's similar. Nobel Prize for Literature awarded to a robot. Oh, that would be so cool. But would you award it to the software? No, you'd award it to the robot. Do you think? That's what I think. That would be quite I think they'd award uproar. it to the robot. I don't know if they're that progressive, though, the Nobel Prize. No, but like, I, it's they they were like, the other year they did Bob Dylan, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, uh, true. And they were like, oh, he's been on the list for ages. Mm. He's a wacky choice. And you think robots have been on Let's the list for ages him. as well? I, no, but I think that... It's part of the push towards automation yeah. to prove that, oh, they can do artists. It's not like, oh, they can't just do manufacturing and driving. Yeah. They can write songs. But and- can you imagine the outcry from people who thought that the Bob Dylan thing was a step too far? Exactly. They would go mental. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such an amazing day on Twitter if a robot won the exactly. Nobel Prize Exactly. I'm, I'm sort happens. of hopeful. And I hope it's the Harry Potter giant portrait If it Ash. doesn't win it. If it doesn't I win will, something. I'm going to recommend it be. Yeah. Pulitzer. <laughs> Count it as an expose of Hogwarts. <laughs> but yeah, I but think because of politician, the, the yeah. role of like data in Trump and in Brexit, what's the name of that company? The really, oh, Cambridge. Cambridge Le- in... Cambridge, it's something like Illogica, Logistica or something. Yeah. Analytica. Analytica, like yeah. Cambridge Analytica. So the role of like algorithm and data in already providing the message and like the yeah. distribution thereof. Well, that's the whole thing behind Elsa Gate as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's only the, like another step to just be like, well, just let it do it itself. Let it do politics. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah, no, I, I think so. Slash Jafar-esque advisors. Yeah, well, I think if they're not pulling the strings, then it will be okay to have a robot that you just plug the world into and say, give us a suggestion. And yeah. a suggestion will probably be racist yes. from what we've found. I, for that one, I was also considering Amazon's Alexa to be biggest mm. uh, selling debut artist. <laughs> Beating out Bradley Walsh. Yeah. No, exactly. Walsh isn't going to go down with that fight. Well, he's not a debut artist anymore. He's guess, already won yeah. it. He's already won that he prize, hasn't he? might come back like Snoop Lion under a different moniker. <laughs> Let's see if he can gain the... Let's see back as Bradley Lion. <laughs> That'd be great. Bradley Walsh's reggae album. Snoop Walsh. Sounds like a recipe for all kinds of disaster. Uh, my number nine, quite specific to the show and something I think we'd get a personal kick out of. Thorpe Park will rise again. There's a lot of pressure. Do you think it's going to be repainted? I think it's going to be reborn. 
quite funny. Oh goodness! Yeah. You make it sound like they're gonna like, Nemesis's they're, they're, womb. You make it sound like they're gonna bomb it. Like twenty-eight <laughs> well, weeks it's later, the arson. Son, it's all just ties like in. Fucking burn the racist place to robots the ground. will order a drone strike. No, I think you know. There's this Paramount Park coming to the UK at some point. I feel like it's soon. What in the what? The Paramount thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think the Merlin Group's going to feel all kinds of pressure. Thought Park's its closest one to London. Mm-hmm. It's objectively a shithole. Their worst. And just a kind of temple to delirious rust fiends and Angry Birds properties that have aged out of... They've aged so gracelessly <laughs> out of existence. Are you saying it's the end of days for X? Several ways out. <laughs> I think that's the first thing. That's going to be sacrificed at the altar of progress. Just to show, like, don't worry, guys, we're on it. X No Way Out is, if anything now, just filled with too many X's. Because it is just a great big bomb hole. Where people have been punching their way out through the, so through the tin. <laughs> but I think it's going to, they're going to have to invest or let it what die. What the fuck was it? Like a journey through light and sound. Yeah. Oh, it was fuck. It was like me. four dimensions of light, sound and chaos. It was That's nothing. only three. The fourth's a mystery. <laughs> the fourth's for you The fourth's an exit. <laughs> Tweet us if you ever think of the fourth. <laughs> I think it has to do something <sighs> big. In the same way that, like, every day John Darkins doesn't do something. So what do you think they will do? I think they'll announce that it's going to be the first theme park where every night all the rides move themselves around and reconfigure. Like in that film 13 Ghosts, is it? Where there's, like, a house that all the rooms (laughs) change. But surely surely that only... That only affects visitors who are going on two consecutive days. No, any other day. Are you saying that it's in order to plug the shark hotel to get more the people to stay? Because you'll come out the next day, you could be in fucking Bradford. And guess what? You, you could get be fast in block for switch. 10 minutes. Oh, dear. The, the Fast track for half an hour yeah. is to this day the greatest, the greatest scam of marketing. Ever. That was probably a robot. It makes me so angry to think about yeah. it. And I do sometimes, I just think. Do you remember that they dare to give out Fast Pass for the one second before general public get access? Go back to episode three if you don't know what we're talking about. Yes, about the park of thought. That's the one. Give us your final prediction. Number nine. My number nine. Oh, your number nine, oh, yeah. Um. <clears throat> The women of Pixar reveal that Lotso, the evil Lotso hugging bear <gasps> from Toy Story 3, was based on John Lasseter. No! Does he smell of strawberries then? I don't know. But That's not the primary takeaway from evil that revelation. Evil and apparently a giver of unwanted hugs. Yeah. Do you think someone was writing it in as like a message of cry for help? Yeah, that's what I was, yeah. that was going to be my original one, but then I thought that sounded... What about if you freeze one frame of Toy Story 3 and it's like actually John Lasseter's face screaming very briefly? Have you seen, if not, this is definitely something we have to do, uh, either a special episode about or a commentary on the Room 237. Is it Room 237? The Shining Room. Yeah. It's the documentary about The Shining. Yeah, I can't remember if I have or not. But it's full of mentals. The whole thing is made up of people who have no idea and their conspiracy theories include at the beginning when they're driving through the mountains there's a cloud that looks exactly like stanley kubrick no, that's and not true like how it, would they have done that no but this is the thing is that in the documentary they don't even like circle it they're just like 
There I, it is. It's somewhere. In the sky. <laughs> it's somewhere. The last place you'd expect. Yeah. It, like bullshit. So I'm think, but I'm thinking that yeah, maybe there's that hidden is what depth there, is there in in Toy Story three. I'm so. I mean, yeah. I'm so that upset. That me. one hit hard, and I mean, imagine how hard that would hit if you were of if you one of the women. There. Yeah, who, like on. he is an icon in that industry. Like sing, he he's one of the single-handedly saved like, it. Yeah, who's like considered an auteur in that field yep. of that status and for that commercial a project as Pixar to to be like the recipient of an unwanted advance from that person from who the would god be your oh, it's dreadful. He's let himself. And the whole world down. Yep. And you're not welcome on the podcast, You've let happiness John. down. Yeah. You've, I've burnt all my copies of Toy Story. I had a Buzz Lightyear. He's now a melting pile <laughs> of carcinogens. And I breed them all in. You I better believe it, John. I them straight across the allotment. <laughs> yeah. My number 10. Prince Philip uses Harry and Meghan's wedding to make his slam poetry debut with a controversial piece called... I don't trust them, brackets, and I never will. What do you think? <laughs> well, I've rarely heard a prediction which struck so relatable a chord. <laughs> I think that he really... It would not surprise me, because I think that... I mean, I assume that everything that goes on with the royals yeah. is kind of pre-screened and approved at least a few years in advance. Yeah. My assumption is that Harry and Meghan Markle have known each other since they were about since 12. <laughs> yeah. And it's just been kind of like winding up to a point where this was the most ex- acceptable yeah. point. So the fact that that happened the same year that Prince Philip stopped attending public mm, occasions. Yes, he retired. Yeah. Makes me feel like... He's gearing up for something. Yeah, because he's obviously, I mean, he'll have a lot to say about it's it. It's either... Just the other day he said that man with a beard was a terrorist, didn't he? <sighs> How'd you feel about that? It's, it's a shame. That's your prince. It's a shame. That's the nation's flower. That's his <laughs> never once been referred to. <laughs> it's a shame because I do quite like Prince Philip on a kind of instinctive level. Well, it's because he's a odd figure. He looks yeah. like a big cartoon-like... Lamp post he does look like life. a cartoon of an old man. Yeah, he looks like Anton Ego. Is that what he's called? Oh, the guy, the critic from Ratatouille. Yeah. Did um, I just invent his first name, or is that his first name? I don't know. I don't know that it's ever covered. Why would I think it's that? I'm I don't know. The man who everything about him is shaped like coffins. Yeah, it is him. Very well done. Why? Why do I know that? Do they have a T on the end of Ego? No. Oh, that's a shame. Why? Just a trick. Why? Because that's French, isn't it? To have an O-T and it make an O sound. Don't worry about it. It would have been like a slight, like, it would have made the joke better. Or yeah, well, maybe if he wasn't so busy molesting everything that moved, he <laughs> would have thought of that. He probably hugged that T right off the end of Whee! the word. <laughs> dreadful. Dreadful. Give us your final prediction. My final prediction is uh, gone. Well, is that it's in its own sense the most telling thing of all? It's just a... Was it something so controversial or so accurate that the deep state got to it? Well, as in, I don't know what it was, and the whole document's blank. Do shake your phone and it might undo the whatever happened. Declan looks preposterous shaking his phone. Did that work? It brought back one. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you have to shake it like as many characters. (sighs) Well, look. No, I'm not not wanking my phone into the next life. That Um, seems fair. 
Um, okay, well, shall I just try and cut one now then? Yeah, why don't you make it about the show? Something to end on. No, what was it? It was it was all right as well. I'd saved it for last for a reason and everything. Was it so that you could delete it in a display <laughs> of childish <laughs> petulance? <laughs> it's so that my phone... It's so that Apple had time to get yeah. rid of it if they really, really wanted. That's a shame. Um, I can't remember what it was about, though. That's a real shame. Shall I make one about the show, then? Yeah. So... What do you think the year holds? Because 2017, when we started the show, if you, if we'd done this then and been like, what do we predict the year will hold for this podcast... My obvious first one would be it will be over in about three more episodes. All right, my my prediction mm-hmm. is a kind of um, either or one. Okay, right, a hedging that, of the bets. Well, no, it's it's like I think it's going to be a year of extremes for us, but we don't know which way. Okay, I can get on board. Either we're implicated in extreme scandal. That's what I was thinking. Or we make it into the top two hundred list. Oh, that's a big bold I think, claim because no one knows how that works. No, I, I mean it is just it is magic, magic, and if you pay for it, yeah, probably. Um, but I, I think I have to that personally that's personally for late Tim Cook. I think it's one of the two. I've thought about this, but the thing, thing is, is, is that while. it's well, I've been thinking about it as well, and I was just thinking that me having made this prediction, I think we've got to make it self fulfilling. If it gets to <laughs> December 28th to and we haven't made it to the top 200, we're going to fuck it. We're going to absolutely blow the road the with the most racist episode of all time. The thing is, like, I yeah, I think we've said enough things in jest that anyone who wanted to, like, we could, as easily. we quite often role play satire, like, it would be very easy to strip the context away and make us sound like we've said all things. Which no one has done yet, thankfully. And I do hope you don't do that unless. Warn us in advance. I'll prepare a response. Yeah. Or, or unless we're big enough to survive it. Yeah. At the moment, that would sink us like... Well, no, at the moment, <laughs> no, no. At the moment we're so small, they would make no difference to anyone. No. Unless... God, like, imagine if it made us big just because it was so bad. But I think people would then pick us up out of pity. They'd be like, look, they're probably all right. They were talking about the minority-style oh, tent out is, of jest. Is, is, is that your experience of the online left? <laughs> Really I didn't say the left. I think we'd start getting Paul Joseph Watson fans. <laughs> oh, right. These guys think, speak a lot of truth and I they think, don't even have a map. I think they might turn off once they heard any of the number of <laughs> episodes, segments, sectors, yes. jokes devoted to... Lampooning Paul. And indeed anyone who likes him. I guess so. So we've really... Uh, We've made our bed quite firmly. I've I've put a lot of pressure on us to make it into the top 200 in the next few months. Or else we're we're screwed. Look, that's very much up to you, the listeners. I'm not going to shy away from saying that December, it wasn't the best month for That's a Shame. We've rationalised it away. I mean, it was still good. It was still up from like, A, what we ever expected. And B, like significantly above our first lots of months. But I think we got greedy because we peaked quite high. In like September, October, they were good. December was a bit of a downturn. I think the word of mouth in December, I don't think it was the best of mouth that I'd hoped and prayed for. Word of mouth, mediocre of mouth. Yeah, and I'm not putting that on a mark. I won't put any anywhere no. near. Emily, don't you fucking don't dare. dare. I'd smash it into bits. I'll put it with that Buzz Lightyear course. We'll send you a fucking V2. So us. what I'm saying oh, is... No. <laughs> the thing about that name is that I don't know if they recognise that V2 was a very deadly form of rocket during the second world war (laughs) so launching as a secondary video site feels like not a misstep yeah 
saying I'm going to send you a V2 <laughs> sounds like more of a Nazi threat yeah. than a friendly like six-second video. Imagine if the only difference was that V2 was seven seconds of wow. video. That's, That's a prediction. Different. That's a brave new frontier for video. But look, over we go to what I'm now calling Plug Corner. Actually, we have an email from Noah that I can discuss. For oh, let's go for it. Subject line, trees, content, are really bad at sex. <laughs> now, I Noah, forgot about this. I want you to I think step I assumed, away from me. I think that I assumed garden. I received this in the middle of a Lemsip delirium. <laughs> um, but to be reminded that it was a real email that I received is both yeah. joyous and troubling in in equal measure. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like, I'd actually, on this particular issue, I'd like a follow-up. Manifesto to fuck trees. No, I'd like a follow-up from Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, how has he come across this opinion? Yeah. Um, how have you tested if, it? If true, what is it particularly that they're poor at? Yeah. Is it technique? Foreplay. Stamina? Yeah. Pillow yeah. talk. Pillow talk afterwards. Do they ignore the bonding process afterwards? Yeah. The cuddling. Bit sappy. Hey, get off of this podcast. <laughs> I oh. wasn't allowed shell life earlier. Yeah, You're no, not allowed to sappy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, do follow up. Also, you had a follow up for Noah about his he emailed a few weeks ago asking if some quote bitch. And he didn't mean that in a gendered way. Oh, yeah, no. That was just referring to bitch, you know. Like uh, Aaron Paul's character yeah, in Breaking Bad. Exactly. Um, he was in Black Mirror, wasn't he? The end of the first he episode. Was very was good. Um, he um, asked if some bitch would donate nine well, bucks. Oh, yeah. Well, we had a funny story about this, which was yeah. that my mother and Isaac's mother, yeah. they're different people. I made that sound like they might have been the same person. They can person. exclusively reveal. <laughs> Never been seen in the same room together. And that's for good Interesting. Um, no, they have. Have they? Graduation. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Very dull. I know, because I had to buy each of them a separate drink, and it cost oh, me a horrid. fortune. <laughs> um, I did nothing of the sort. But uh, essentially, they were both looking to donate mm. to the Patreon. Very kind of them. Uh, very. And we thought, we were like, oh, it'd be good if we could get them to put in $4.50 each, yeah. make up the nine, push us, us over. to two episodes a week. Because that's our goal. We're $9 away from the two episodes a week. So it was in the pub on Christmas Eve. Yep. And I was being... Festive, was it? It was lovely. Yeah, I thought it would And be. my dad was asking me to explain a bit about the podcast to one of his friends. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I wouldn't like to do that. So I, 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 as I, I was very upfront and honest that it's, it's not very much. There's <laughs> <laughs> not a lot very to say for no. it. Um, but he was saying, asking about how, like, you know, what's your listenership like yeah. and stuff. He wanted and to so get down to brass taps. So I mentioned some of the vague figures that I think are probably about seven months old. Yeah. And I also said about the Patreon. Yeah. And about how we were only $9 away. And my... And, were you hoping you know, that he'd No, 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 no. no. I knew that he wouldn't. <laughs> uh, but I was like, and then when we do, like, we've got, you know, so there's the rewards. Yeah. And then we've the goals and the goals where once we reach $100, we go back to two episodes yeah. a week. Sunday and Wednesday, guys. Make it happen. And my dad said, do you think anyone doesn't donate because they don't want you to go back to two episodes a week. And I very boldly said, no, I would have said, I, yes. do, I don't think necessarily. So, mm-hmm. um, or most of the feedback that we've had so far has been very pro yeah. 
two episodes a week. My girlfriend can't deal with two. <laughs> well, it turns out neither can my mum. <laughs> and that's the exact reason she's that not she's donated. decided not to do so to the Patreon. Does she realise that she doesn't have to listen to two a week? Or she no, doesn't have to listen to them like they're when they come out? Yeah, I know. But the thing is that they do pile up if yeah, you're not do. listening to them quickly. And also, we are suckers for always referencing things that's that true. happened that's in the last episode. Us, really. So unless we manage to strategically only episode only reference things that were two episodes ago. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of admin. Yeah, on our, on our part. So But look, mothers have done enough. So yeah, also let us know what if you're someone else who isn't donating or is reluctant to donate. Because you're scared of the two a week. Because the two a week is too intimidating. Because I'll give you three. And we'll <laughs> about that <laughs> <laughs> then we'll see how much you uh, we'll go back to two just to spite you that'll be all over the place no uh, and let us know your thoughts on the matter yeah see you know, if we can figure, we could figure out perhaps another system we can figure anything out three a fortnight imagine that that'd be mental Madness. I wouldn't know what to do with myself look there are people at home I imagine they will have heard that sad bit I said about December stats and they'll want to help out they're that kind of person. They're diligent, shame citizens. That's your that's your overview of our listenership, is it? I think diligent is the, the watchword. Like word. us. <laughs> like us, they're, they're committed particular. to extra work for a little reward. Pretty much anything they can do for yeah. others. Yeah. I mean, why not? No, I definitely think we have a strong companionship with the people that listen. Oh, we do. Because we bear our souls. And, you know, that will that will inspire some kind of familiarity. It's true. Yeah. Um, if you're out there and you'd like to help a very direct way you know Christmas people will be getting all kinds of weird devices iPods they still make iPods as a separate device iPods iPhones phones in general podcast players is what I'm saying they might be asking you a noteworthy podcast listener oh what should I listen to love that's it's your friends with Alan Bennett in drag. They oh, they may be asking. I was sitting with my iPad. I didn't know what to do with it. Dudley had loaded Flappy Bird. <laughs> I tried my best to, to get past the first few levels. I couldn't there was get past a single do. pipe. It reminded me of the futility with which Mum used to knit at her <laughs> crochet table every week as her life ebbed away like her dreams. Anyway, look, yes, I did play Alan Bennett in a play. Thank did you. you thank you. Alan I am very talented. Bennett. Yes. No. My spotlight pin Alan is... Not Alan Bates. No, no, Bennett. Oh, Bennett. Alan Bennett. Yes. Look, tell a friend is what I'm saying. Word of mouth. Although Can it hasn't be. been. It could. 2018, let us make it. 2018 is the year in which word of mouth, will once be. again, yeah. is best Make word of mouth, mouth great again, is what you're saying. Womga. Something like that. Mwonga. Horrid. Never do that again. It sounded like you were trying to remove dentures you don't even have. Mwonga. Mwonga. That sounds like the new Star Wars baddie. I'd like to revise my It sounds like something Godzilla had to swipe out of the air. (laughs) (laughs) For fear of just imminent blasting. Yeah, why not? Tell a friend is the theme. Pass on, because it is the best way. Like All of these digital methods, they do help. But I think the most direct way is just if anyone asks, or if you know anyone who listens to podcasts, point them in the direction of That's a Shame. See if they like it. They might hate you for suggesting anything. They might look at you with such contempt when they find out that this is what you spend your time doing. But that's something, a risk you're going to have to take for us. That's a risk that all shame citizens (laughs) must take. This is like like the draft. Yeah. It's like... We're not sending you to war. We're just sending you into social awkwardness. 
How else, though, can people help the show? Well, reviews. Oh, there's a plethora of yeah, ways. Yeah, reviews is a big one. Shame.city slash review. <clears throat> uh, leave your thoughts on the show. If we're going to make the top 200, we That's need... Gonna be big. Although I was looking at them, we've got something like 30-odd reviews. That's pretty good. Is that um, only on one store as well? All but one of them, five star. Who's the not five star one from? That would be my girlfriend. Traitor! <laughs> good. That's good to know. Um, yeah. Still... Bitches when we don't put out an episode in time. Wow. Can't, can't live without the stuff, but couldn't Only be bothered to give us Well, luckily, stars. I know that you can retroactively edit your iTunes reviews. And don't be thinking of that if you've already left five stars. And thankfully, everyone else has been kind enough to Very give us generous. five stars. So be sure to, you know, review is really helpful and we will read them out. Subscribing on iTunes is also very helpful. Even if you don't do anything about it, just subscribe yeah. there. Turn the downloads off. Get it from a much better app. Let's not That's joke. That's the one. That's the way around. How else, though, can people help us? Well, out? they could get in touch that with the show. Help me out Send us some content. <laughs> by God, it's a challenge. <laughs> by God, we've got none. Content is my Everest. Um, so you could get in touch with us by email. By, oh, yeah. Uh, yes, tas, T-A-S, mm-hmm. at shame.city. Lovely address. Um, send us your thoughts, your feelings, your content. Yep. Stressing that one. Um, questions, any advice. Questions, certainly. It's a new year. You might have some resolutions you need help with. What were they? Where better to ask for help than um, You could also get in touch with us uh, via the website, shame.city slash contact oh, yeah. for a similar uh, inquiries. If you've got any inquiries that you don't think will even take 280 characters, mm-hmm. I'll tell you where you could get in touch with this. That's via Twitter. Oh! At That's a Shamecast. Yeah. That's a good place. Uh, or if you have something particular, something individual, or if you'd just like to know what Isaac and I are up to on an individual I'm basis. I'm mostly bad-mouthing whoever did the shit music at the London fireworks. That, it was that, an that, abomination. That a shit way to start the year. Well, fireworks as a thing are underwhelming and should yeah, be cast out. Yeah, but one year they started with a Sondheim piece, No Place Like London, and this year it was total nonsense. What does this start with? Hamilton. I mean, not even that. <laughs> Bottom of the barrel. Um, and so you can find Isaac at Isaac BD True or fact. myself at Cynical Declan. Last but not least, well, actually, no. What else do we have? Nothing. Oh, the mailing list, shame.city slash mail. We haven't sent anything, I'll be honest, for a while, but we will be doing. We're starting this merch thing soon, which will have some free stuff. Don't worry about that. Because oh, yeah, that's definitely. just the kind of people we are. Yeah. We don't. What I mean by that is also we don't rate our content very highly. <laughs> um, and as well as you may have heard at the very beginning of this show, mm. if you are someone unlike my own mother who feels they could deal with two shows a week, yep. If you think that's the sort of thing you could do, and that's the sort of thing not only that you could handle but that you want, it's a challenge yeah. in your life for 2018 to listen to two episodes a week of That's a Shame. Do consider if you have anything to give. Yep. Just giving like, to our Patreon. It's like buying us a drink, but a drink that PayPal takes a great big cut out of <laughs> before it ever sees our pocket. And that's patreon.com slash shame city. And anything is much appreciated. Whatever you think it's anything worth. at all. Uh, look, it's been a hell of an episode. I don't know if Goodness, I said that at the start. You did it's been a bumper it episode. Has. Not quite the 52 hours we promised, but. Going on 90. I'll take it. Why not? 90 minutes. That's it, yeah. Uh, look, we'll be back for episode 59. If you have any ideas about what we should do for episode 60, send them our way, because we have I'm currently doing nothing. Until next time, I've been Isaac, you've been... I've been Declan. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye, guys. 
necessities Simple their necessities Forget about your worries and your strides I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Honey, just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you Necessities of life will come to you. 